0: Listening to Game On DC, your home for local gaming and esports news in the DMV. Find the show on social media at Game On DC and by using the hashtag #GoDC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, John and Joey. What's
1: up, DMV? Welcome to Game On DC, the podcast dedicated to you, the gamers and esports fanatics, right here in the East Coast capital of esports. My name is John, and I am joined by the one, the only, yes, it is still the king of the courtside, Joey.
0: What's up, buddy? John, I'm doing well. I was actually out of town this past weekend, and I'm a bit bummed. We talked about it a bit on Level Up, but I would have loved to go to SmashCon right here in our backyard this past week over at Dulles Expo Center. On top of that, I honestly was not able to watch as much of the Justice games live as I wanted to either.
1: I found myself tied to Twitch watching the Justice games all weekend long. Uh, but Joey, I feel your pain. I did not get to uh, get to Smash Con as well. Uh, unfortunately, I was tied down with some work obligations this past weekend. Uh, but I was happy that I at least was able to catch the amazing Washington Justice matches this past weekend. Spoiler alert: they are five and zero, oh, and that is definitely something we're going to be talking about. This week on Game On DC.
0: Joey, let's kick it off with Around the Gaming Beltway. What's going on in the area? John, Around the Gaming Beltway, Wednesday, August 14th, we have Soul PC in Annandale, Virginia. They are making a move, John. They are changing locations and they are changing names. Uh, Soul PC Gaming Center is moving to Hunter-M. I don't know exactly how it's going to be pronounced, but it looks like Hunter-M Esports PC Gaming, if I had to take a guess. Uh, We haven't talked to them recently on this move, but it is going to happen August 14th. Their shift is going to be to 7,031 Little River Turnpike, Unit 18D. Again, still in Annandale, Virginia. I'm excited for this change, John. I think the old location was good. I honestly never got to make it out there personally myself, Uh, but it never hurts to have a nice little shift of location. Uh, The new website in particular looks really, really good.
1: Yeah, the new website is amazing. And from the pictures we've seen of what the renderings of the inside are going to look like, it kind of has that same spacey, kind of like spaceship feel that we saw at Tech Time uh, down in Woodbridge, Virginia, uh, with their opening, they definitely have that you know spaceship paneling and the glowing blue lights kind of thing. Except here now with Soul PC, now Hunter M eSorts PC Gaming. Uh, if their images are correct, if that's what they did go with, it's going to be a little bit more of a uh, of a white theme for their space stations, if you will. But still has that very spacey aspect to it. Looks absolutely fantastic, and I cannot wait to get down there. May not be on the 14th. Uh, but uh, hopefully sometime soon, check out the new place. Uh, It sounds amazing. The new website hypes it up
0: pretty well, and the pitchers look phenomenal for their new space in Annandale. Absolutely, but that's not the only thing happening this week, John. Uh, Sunday, August 18th, we also have the Washington Justice making some action. They're having their final watch party, August 18th at Penn Social in D.C. from 4 to 7 p.m. You and I have had the pleasure of attending a few of these watch parties, one in particular on top of the really the tennis court at Union Market, on top of the Union Market venue. Uh, a really exciting event. The sun was a little bright at the beginning, but the crowd was very electric. The whole atmosphere was a lot of fun. A great question and answer that you and I had the ability to be a part of at the end, really the pleasure to be a part of. Uh, I'm super excited for another watch party from the Justice, especially one to end the season, possibly to end the season with the Justice going 7-0 this stage as well.
1: Let's put it back on a rooftop. That was such an amazing experience, first of all. Uh, it, first off, it, it, an outdoor venue, which is which is kind of out of the blue for a lot of watch parties in general. It, it's normally in a bar like this upcoming watch party is uh, for the final week that the Washington Justice compete in uh, Season 2. But what an experience it was being on top of Union Market on, you know, at a tennis court watching eSports. It was such an amazing uh, moment kind of in the growing eSport community here in the, in the in the DMV. And now hopefully we can bring that same energy, that same passion that we saw at that uh, watch party on top of union Market back. Here into Penn Social for the final week, and enjoy Joey, you hit the nail on the head. Let's watch and cheer on our Washington Justice uh, to hopefully that perfect stage, that seven and zero record, uh, that's two games away, just two games away. From having one of the best anime revenge arcs ever uh, in in the history of anime and eSports. I am so excited for this upcoming weekend for the Washington Justice.
0: Shout out to Mark Ein, the owner of the Washington Castles, the tennis stadium we actually attended that event at, as well as the Washington Justice. A brilliant idea there coming from Mark Ein and Grant Peranjepe over there as the vice president at Washington eSports Ventures. Absolutely love the creativity coming out of that camp in particular. Who else thinks, like you said, John, to do an event on top of a rooftop and on top of a rooftop tennis court on top of that? It just it was an absolutely brilliant idea. And again, I think this is just the beginning of great ideas coming from the justice and apparently great play as well, because they are straight up killing it this stage.
1: Yeah. And, and speaking of great ideas, if you follow them on Twitter, which I am hoping you everyone follows them on Twitter, let's be real now. They're, they're teasing uh, some some countdown clocks on the wall, or I believe it was one of the staffers that was teasing some of the countdown clocks and they have one underneath of a justice logo and she said she she redacted the uh the the time clock underneath she she blurted out a little bit so it's, it's kind of funny playing off of all like the the redacted reports and the government and everything in this area uh so there is something in the mix i would love for them to uh to let us know uh maybe they can make that announcement right here on game on dc who knows Uh, we'll have our people reach out to their people. Uh, We'll see what we can do here. But uh, something exciting is in the works. And who knows, maybe it has something to do with the five amazing homestand weekends that the Justice are going to host in season three. Who knows? I'm excited for it, though.
0: Absolutely. I am ready for that. But that's not the only announcement, John, because... Our week is packed full of great events happening in the DMV. Another one, not this week, but the following week, Saturday, August 24th. Mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Gex Esports and NCS is hosting Dota 2 Underlords LAN. Again, this is Dota Dota Underlords, the up-and-coming auto chess mod. We've seen auto chess really make it start on dota 2 and then from there it moved from that mod to different platforms league of legends now has team fight tactics dota 2 launched their own in underlords that original mod is now i believe it's auto chess origins on mobile and now in the epic game store this auto chess auto brawler genre just continues to grow gex esports jumping in and apparently looks like they're siding at least for this first event with dota underlords to my knowledge absolutely great a great game i love to play it and i'm excited to see how this event goes if you also love the game There are 40 player spots open for this one. Uh, It's going to be happening in Lorton, Virginia at the Gex event space. So if you're one of those players that is really interested, jump in while there's spots available. It's going to be a $15 to $25 entry fee, depending on when you register. If you're not a big Underlords fan or you don't think you're good enough to participate, well, hey, you also have the opportunity to spectate. That is free as well. And on top of that, Dota Underlords spectating. John, you can also sit there and watch TI9. With the semifinals rebroadcast, and we already know how much money is involved with that tournament. They're what upward thirty-seven million, somewhere around that range. Last we checked, I want to say it was over thirty million at least. Tons and tons of money involved with that. So go have a great time there. Saturday, August twenty-fourth, play in the tournament, watch the tournament, watch TI as well. Good stuff there.
1: And and just to let you know, at the time of this recording, the current prize pool for the international 9 is sitting at $32,774,697. At this point in time last year, it was sitting at $24 million. 24.2 if you want to get uh, specific. So Dota still crushing it absolutely crushing it in the price pool for the international tons of money on the line coming up in the international nine
0: and if the semifinal rebroadcast was not enough for you come back the next day sunday august 25th gex esports is hosting a ti9 finals watch party as well August 25th at Crystal City Sports Pub. This one's going to run 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. with that delay's final broadcast starting from the beginning. They'll be skipping any stream wait times, 100 attendees max, so get your spots now while they're available. There's limited room in that space, so they can only fit 100 attendees. Register sooner than later, and it is free to attend. Last but not least, be sure to check out all of our local Gaming Center websites and social media accounts as well. So there's way too much happening in this area. Everyone has regular tournaments happening on a weekly basis. We do not have the time or the energy to report on every single one of them because this podcast would be hours upon hours long. Check out the Cave Gaming Center in Fairfax, Virginia. Soul PC Game Center is switching names here soon to, I believe, what was it? Hunter M is what we're going by now uh, in Annandale, Virginia still. Tech Time Gaming Lounge in Woodbridge, Virginia iBattle Esports PC Gaming in Centerville, Virginia, Xanadu Games at Laurel Park, Maryland, and last but far from least, our boy Josh and the crew at Game Gym in Potomac, Maryland. With that, Joey, let's jump on over to the Capitol Coliseum. Let's
1: talk about this amazing turnaround, this amazing story that is the Washington Justice. The Washington Justice, uh, during the GOATS meta, not exactly one of the better teams in the league. They struggled a lot, uh, but they, they didn't hold back. They went out there, they found players they replaced some players they brought new players in they changed uh their their team comps their their uh synergy the way they think about their game their environment everything about this organization has pretty much changed over time as the season has gone on and now it's really paying off here in stage four our washington justice after this past weekend are sitting at a perfect five and oh record with a plus 10 map differential in stage four now can we possibly, you know, say that the roll lock, the two-two-two comp here, is helping them out? Well, absolutely. We're not having DPS players play on tank heroes anymore. We're not having Corey waste his talent. On a Zarya pick because Goats Meta is reigning in the Overwatch League. He can now play Widow, he can now can play Hanzo, he now can play Reaper, he can now click heads of opponents and absolutely demolish them on every single map he's on. And it's been so much fun to watch. This team has really come alive. And Joey, uh, we mentioned this on our other podcast, Level Up Podcast. The way the team even carries themselves now. They're smiling, they're laughing, they're having fun. Strass is going out there wearing aviators during the walkouts he's on stage with aviators on he's having a great time granted you know he, even during the you know the first uh three stages you know he was still kind of the the life of the group he, he had some funny memes he posted on social media uh the one i absolutely love is the one where he he backs himself into a box and falls into a pool uh that gets me every time uh he he's goofy but he's lighthearted he brings that to the team, and you see how much that means to the team. The team has completely turned around, and they look
0: absolutely fantastic. Now, 5-0 and going into the last week, Joey. Right, John, and I think there's so many factors involved with that. The easy one, obviously, being the 2-2-2 switch. Now we can see players play the heroes they wanted to play. Now we can actually see DPS players on DPS Heroes. It's so much easier for players to fall into the style they were actually recruited to play, to fall into the style that they want to play, that they're actually energetic about. And it's just, it's showing on their faces. Not only are the wins really bringing the excitement, but the fact that they can play these heroes. The fact that we see them actually enjoying themselves both on stage and off stage. Stratus being a big one there. Yeah, we saw Stratus here and there in the first couple stages, but come stage three, come stage four, We've seen so much more energy from him. He's had more on-stage time, which has really impacted the whole on-stage team, in my opinion. The whole atmosphere of that team is up. Again, two-two-two is a huge aspect of that, but I think Stratus having more energy really in the starting lineup is also helping that. The positivity around the Justice, the fact that analysts are starting to give them credit for what they're doing. They didn't look the greatest in the earlier stages, but now comes stage four, this roll lock, these new heroes, this new energy from the team. This team is very electrifying, and they are fun to watch.
1: And again, I, I kind of want to take a, take a look back at that watch party at Union Market. Uh, I believe rough estimates are right around 300 people that came out for that watch party. The energy, the electricity coming from the fans watching this team secure their first win of this stage, uh, which has now led us all the way up to this moment where we're 5-0 and going into week four of the fourth stage of season two uh, for the Washington Justice. The fans here are supporting this team through thick and thin. 300 people showed up to an outdoor watch party watching on a uh, big screen TV uh, that may or may not have had a really bad glare based upon where the sun was when you were watching. (laughs) Uh, But it was still an amazing time. And just the energy that the fans had, like they knew this was possible. The fans had all the faith in the world that this was on paper what we knew these players were capable of doing. And yeah, the the death of goats meta, the 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 rise of the two 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 rollout comp definitely helped play a role. Uh, but really, should we really be surprised that DPS players are popping off on DPS heroes? Uh, in reality, no. But again, when you're the justice and you're going into stage four with only two wins on your resume, going completely winless in stage three. You know, it's it's easy to it's easy to get down on a team. It's easy to get down on yourself if you're the players and that the fans. The fans, first off, Justice fans, pat yourself on the back. You guys have been absolutely fantastic on social media, constantly encouraging uh, the Washington Justice through thick and thin. Uh, You know, they may not be able to to respond to every tweet, uh, every Discord message. uh, You know. But I can tell you from a competitive standpoint, when you're a player and you're up on stage, sometimes it feels like it's you versus the world. And it's nice that you see fans have your back. And Justice fans have been absolutely fantastic and and vocal. Uh, I watch, you know, when I watch on Twitch, I can see people spamming, you know, the the Washington Justice Shield logo, the Justice is Served uh, emotes on there as well. Justice fans are making themselves known. All over social media and on Twitch. So definitely give yourself you know a round of applause and a pat and pat yourself on the back because because you are helping show the world that the justice are for real and that there is this amazing support group here in the DMV that is there through thick and thin supporting uh, our justice. So uh, it, it's really, really big and it, it's really cool when the justice put out these videos, you know when, when they thank the fans or they acknowledge the fans and the fan groups, you know the vice and the, the vice and virtue. Absolutely amazing fan group, the official fan group of the Washington Justice. They do an outstanding job helping promote the team, show that support. Uh, so it's it's really great just what we are seeing here from the fans supporting this team as well.
0: Not only that, John, but let's talk about the fans and the fact that they're not fair weather fans. It's one thing to be a fan of a team that's 5-0 and in the stage, but a lot of these names we're seeing tweeting, a lot of these names we're seeing on social media in general, and even at these watch parties, It's the fact that they have been around since stage one, since stage two, since stage three. They have seen the struggles of the Washington Justice. They have seen us barely pull out wins in each of these stages. And now come stage four, this is just what they deserved. They have been with us all along. I can't think of a single fan that I've seen just pop up in stage four. And you can't say that with any other esport, any other sport really in general. The Patriots... They have so many bandwagon fans. I mean, you look at the NBA. It's the same thing with the Golden State Warriors. The Washington Justice here in the Overwatch League, these fans have deserved this stage for these players have deserved this stage for everyone's worked hard. Everyone's been here since the beginning, at least supporting this team locally. And that to me is a huge accomplishment in and of itself for the group, the team, the vice and virtue that have really promoted the fan club in general. I I think there's just so much to be said about that as well. With that being said, taking a look back at this past week, so we did say they're 5-0. How did they get there, though, John? They had a 3-1 win over the Boston Uprising. Did you have a chance to catch this first match of the week?
1: I I did, and it was another great showing from the Washington Justice. They started out strong, taking the first map, Lijiang Tower, uh, two points to one. It did go all three points there. Uh, On the second map, on Temple of Anubis, uh, I, I still want to call it draw Anubis because that second point, I remember when this game first came out, it was almost impossible to get. Justice took that two points to one. Justice holding on, putting up an amazing uh, defensive stand there on the second point uh, on Anubis, uh, which is going to be a running theme here when we talk about the next game as well. Boston Uprising did take one game off of the Justice. That was on my least favorite map in the game. That is Blizzard, Blizzard World. But uh, two points to one. Uh, So no one uh, really went the distance in Blizzard World. It is a very tough map, but Washington Justice did fall on that map. In map four, the final decisive map in this series, uh, the Justice took it 2-1 on Route 66. Uh, Really exciting. So uh, the Justice pulling off a great 3-1 win over a team that really needed that win to keep themselves in the hunt for the playoffs. Now Boston on the outside looking in, trying to find a way if they can pull this one back. I don't think Boston is going to be able to pull this one back. They desperately needed that win against the Justice, but the Justice got to play spoiler in that matchup, taking the 3-1 win.
0: And then we move on to the second match of the week where the Justice came raining down on the Outlaws of Houston. John, this one did go all five, the Justice winning out 3-2. to two. Was there a particular map in this set that really jumped out to you?
1: God, it was, it was such a nail-biter. Like, Houston is is, is, a, is really another team that has nothing to lose here going up against the Justice, and Houston is a great defensive team. That is something that we need to, to remember. They're a very solid defensive team, one of the strongest defensive teams in the entire league. Offense is where they kind of sputter, and that's where we kind of saw the outlaw kind of flutter here a little bit. Um, they They did bend a little bit on defense, but overall they played a very solid match. The Justice had to come back. They had to win two maps in a row to take this one. So, so Houston played an amazing uh, series here with the Justice. Lejeune Tower, again, was your first map. Houston actually took that one 2-1. Again, this one almost always goes all three rounds. 2-1 in favor of Houston. Very, very close. I believe um, all three rounds, both teams got up to 99%, and, and it really came down to the ult, uh, the ult economy. Who had the most ults after uh the last team fight to kind of regain the lead there and could they hold on to it when the next barrage of ults from the other team came in it was a constant back and forth a, a huge nail biter but a good good map win for the houston outlaws here uh the washington justice struggling just a little bit on that final point to try to take map one so they do go down early one nothing in that series they do pull it back on hanamura And on Anubis, like I said, when they played a great defensive point B, that's what we saw here in Hanamura as well on point B for the Washington Justice. The Houston Outlaws were putting on an assault of all assaults I've seen on point B. You could tell they really wanted to go up 2-0 going into halftime here, but the Justice put up an amazing defensive hold. Uh, I believe Stratus was uh, still on his signature May because, uh, you know, Stratus and May is like, you know, goes hand in hand. It's, it's, it's perfect uh, for the memester of the team. <laughs> but his May was phenomenal. His blizzard timing was great. His walls played a, a, a significant role in delaying or deflecting damage from his team. Absolutely fantastic all around. Of course, Corey, I mean, he pops off on everything he's on. It feels like, it, you know, there's just it, everyone played their role on this point. B. It was a very impressive defensive hold. On point B here for Hanamura and the Justice taking a very strong win to tie it up going into halftime. Now coming out of halftime, Kings Row. This one, this one was kind of going back and forth. Uh, the Twitch chat was kind of making some jokes here. Which team's gonna throw it more? Well, Houston did uh, did take this map two one. Going into map four, that is Route 66. And the Justice were able to push it off. It took overtime in almost every checkpoint for them to get it. Again, Houston, a strong defensive team, really held them hard. They, they pushed up hard. They didn't wait back at the gas station like we see some teams do. They pushed all the way up to the front of the uh, the diner when the Justice were coming out. And it took overtime for them to reach that first checkpoint, get that extra two minutes, and then they just steamrolled to the second part. Uh, of the uh, of the map there, making their way into that factory area. and As soon as they got in there, it took two team fights, and the justice capped it, forcing a map five. And I'll tell you, social media was going crazy when they secured that fifth map. Twitch chat was going absolutely absurd. And that fifth map was Busan, one of my favorite maps uh, in the game. Absolutely fantastic. And the justice take that one. 2-1 to one in the defining tiebreaker here, or as the Blizzard website calls it for Overwatch League, in overtime, 3-2 in overtime in favor of your Washington Justice. Now 5-0 and oh going into week 4 with a chance to go 7-0 and oh this upcoming weekend.
0: Right, and John, you killed it with that breakdown. I don't think I need to really touch on any of the other maps anymore. But one thing I do want to mention, and Corey has been getting a ton of love, and he absolutely deserves it, as does Stratus. But to hit up some of the other players, Sansom, he has looked phenomenal on his Roadhog and D.Va as of late. His Roadhog hook accuracy has been off the charts. On top of that, we saw Ark pull out a little Battle Mercy this week as well. So I'm really excited with the way not only our DPS is playing, but our tanks have really been stepping it up on certain maps as well as the fact that we're seeing the support players both play that healing role, as well as play the damage role when they need to in certain clutch situations. So really, this team in general, they are clicking on all cylinders. They are not playing as individual stylistic players. Well, Corey is playing both. Corey is killing it as an individual player, but he is also straight up killing it as a team player. And in general, I feel like that is one of the reasons we see the Justice doing so well. Not because they're so good individually, but the fact that they are coming together and playing so well as a team, and it's really It's kind of enlightening their whole atmosphere. Like you can really feel the fire around them. They see the 7-0 potential here. They are having tons and tons of fun doing it. They know their backs are against the wall. I mean, what's going to happen? They lose 0 oh, and or they don't go 7-0? Oh, well, they're not going to make the final playoffs anyway. At this point, they're having fun. They're showing the potential they have in 2-2-2. And I absolutely love watching this team. And I am excited because there's another watch party coming up as well, John.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And before we touch on the watch party again, the other thing, too, that I, I've noticed, and I don't think it's been talked about uh as much especially from the casters when they're when they're calling this match you know during uh you know the first three stages they talked about how the team looked like uh you know they weren't on the same page their their uh, ult chains were not exactly uh well communicated or well uh um executed uh but now we're seeing a huge difference here we're seeing that communication is open now that the players are talking with themselves they they're they're having that good line of communication because the ult chains are making sense now like it's it's almost night and day from stage three into stage four how well the team is conserving their alts and their alt economy and when they're using it you can tell that communication is something that this team's been working on
0: and it's it's paying off absolutely and it just goes back into the team play the fact that they're playing so well and commuting so well communicating so well as a team it just really shows i mean from the happiness to the wins This team is very exciting to watch, and I am excited to do so again at another watch party presented by the Washington Justice and the official fan club, the Washington Vice and Virtue. We mentioned it at the top of the show, but just to mention it again, they will be hosting that last watch party of Season 2 at Penn Social on August 18th from 4 to 7 p.m. Now, John, with all good news, there always comes some bad news for some fans as well. Uh, That is the release of Fosix from the roster. Foszik's being one of those Washington justice players. Who's really never found his way into the starting lineup. Unfortunately, uh, a great player at overall, very talented. We saw him previously on energy in the contenders team uh, who is practicing local. We've actually met him multiple times. Now um, they're practicing local at the game gym in Potomac, Maryland. Uh, he's a really great guy. Uh, I think he has tons of potential as a player. Unfortunately, his time with the justice has come to an end.
1: Yeah. it's one of those things. It's, it, it's part of the business uh, at the end of the day. Uh, when a team is going through the struggles that the Washington Justice did during the first three stages, you're, the organization has to make roster changes. I mean, you have to keep your fans uh, hopeful. You have to give them some kind of hope. And, and that's what they did. They went out and they signed some really strong players, uh, whether you know, it was the sleepy trade or whether uh, it was pulling Arc down from New York Excelsior or you know, it's signing uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, Swedish tank duo. Uh, that'll be showing up here uh, for season three. You know, you have to make these moves. You have to find a way to better yourself as an organization and as a team. Unfortunately, Fosig's one of the original members of this team, one of the first signees of this team, uh, unfortunately uh, is the odd man out because of all these roster changes. Really great guy. Uh, like Joey said, we got a chance to meet him multiple times. Really, really awesome guy. Really intelligent when it comes to the game. Personally, I, I don't think that he's going to be out of a team for too long uh he, he's too good of a player mechanically he's good he has the he has the iq for the game uh so I, I expect to see him back in overwatch league if not definitely the contenders scene uh to kind of kind of rebuild his way back up into the overwatch league uh but it's only a matter of time before another organization uh, will get to pick him up um but again w- one of the nicest guys you've ever met if you ever had a chance to meet him but uh, we wish him nothing but the best going forward um he's a part of history for this organization for, for all the fans here. Again, one of the first players ever signed for the Washington justice. Um, I have a feeling that he's going to have that, that special place in, in, in the fans hearts for the Washington justice going forward as as he was, you know, part of the original roster going forward. And he had such a great personality for the team. Uh, So again, um, you know, thanks to him for everything he's done for the organization and we wish him the best in the future. And uh, we look to look forward to seeing him on the stage soon.
0: And before we head to our outro, guys, we just want to remind you, please give us a review on your podcatcher of choice. We're now available on iTunes. We're on Google. We're now available on Stitcher as of this week, and we'll soon be on Spotify as well, and we're on SoundCloud too. So we're almost at all of them. We're making our way around. But in order to keep bumping ourselves up, in order to continue growing this community via this podcast, we need your help with reviews. It helps us move up the charts on iTunes, helps us move up the charts on Google, etc., etc. So please, if you don't mind, take a brief moment, a minute or two, and give us a review on your podcatcher of choice.
1: That will do it for this episode of Game on DC. If you enjoy listening to Game on DC, we want to hear from you. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to keep up with all the gaming and esports news right here on the DMV. Joey, where can our listeners go to follow Game on DC?
0: Listeners, head on over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using at Game on DC to find us. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag GoDC.
1: All right, until next time, I'm John. And I'm Joey. Game, Game on, on DC. DC.